It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, welcome to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today. We are broadcasting live from the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service on the campus of Southern Utah University. Of course, we're marching our way towards 6 p.m. tonight and the second congressional debate that we will be covering, and I will be moderating, so stick around for that as you march through the afternoon. Uh, really pleased to have joining us for her maiden voyage on Inside Sources, and we actually came to the neighborhood. Uh, yes. Thr- <laughs> thrilled to have Mindy Benson, 17th president, just recently inaugurated here at Southern Utah University. Inaugurated three weeks ago today. Uh, amazing. Uh, and Welcome uh, to campus. We're happy to have you here and honored that you would be here and help us host these debates and Good luck with the moderating. Uh, we'll, we'll take that. We will definitely take that. And it, it is always great to be on campus. And there's just such a great energy here. Uh, there is growth. There is activity. Uh, and uh, you have been described as the right person at the right time in the right place. Uh, and we know that's when leadership really happens. And uh, so as you've moved into this, I know this wasn't on your flight path, so to speak. Uh, no, but you are in the seat. this is nothing I ever aspired to. <laughs> and a year ago, I didn't think I would be here. But I was named interim a year ago. And through a series of events and people talking, I am here. I applied and I <laughs> got the job. And I am honored and humbled to be here leading a university that we all love so dearly. Yeah, 125th anniversary uh, of the school. Uh, what have you learned in the first three weeks? Obviously, that's a drink out of a fire hose, but uh, again, not uh, not a stranger to campus for sure. I've worked on campus for 27 years, <laughs> and my dad actually was a dean of students here mm. in the 70s, so I grew up as a little, little kid on campus. I actually worked at the Utah Shakespeare Festival and was a tart girl when I was 12. (laughs) So I have spent a lot of time on this campus, and the job was not too unfamiliar to me, though I've been surprised by the amount of meetings and the amount of personnel issues. Otherwise, I think we have it all under control. Yeah. What's the one thing you wish everybody understood about Southern Utah University? You know... SUU is a hidden gem, and it's always been considered a hidden gem. I want to get that out there, not to change who we are, but so everyone knows what a great place it is. Students come here and thrive, and there is a magic of of SUU, and it's knowing who people are. Mm. We're small enough that we have personalized individual class sizes where students get to know their faculty members and really have a hands-on experience. Most of our majors have a practical component. I teach an event management here on class here on campus, and they're actually running a concert today. And two days ago, they were running the One Utah Summit. So our students are having a very practical experience and are out in the field. We have students working for the Utah Jazz, running events for the Jazz, running events for the Super Bowl, the Tonys, the Oscars. It's just amazing what a a smaller campus where you can find your niche and find your passion can help propel you into a life that you never would have imagined. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. (laughs) 
There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, I love that. And that practical, tactical application of it, uh, that, Absolutely. that's really the heart of combining that great education with that application. And whether that's an internship, uh, whether it's a, a mentor kind of program, uh, those are the things that, that really make that magic happen. It's helping meet workforce needs. And that's mm. something that higher ed needs to be responsive to yeah. right now. But we're, we're helping what the students need in getting them gainful employment. But they're also learning how to think and to grow and to act, not just to do. And workforce is getting what they need because of the practical application. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, One Utah Summit uh, yes. here. I thought it was significant that it was here on SUU campus. Tell us about that. We've hosted that for 35 years. Yeah. Uh, it has recently become, instead of the Utah Rural Summit, it's become One Utah Summit and partnered with the One Utah Summit that's in Salt Lake in the spring. We had 800 people here on our campus. We had the governor and his team. We had industry. We had higher education. We had board members. It, it was industry. We had everybody coming together to yeah. discuss the issues of the day and how we can better serve industry and our students and specifically rural Utah. Yeah. As a regional comprehensive institution, we are here to serve our region and to act as an economic engine and to mm. bring culture and education and help educate the students. Yeah. And we're trying to live up to that in all ways. Yeah. Uh, so what is happening on campus? Give us uh, some perspective as you settle into the seat officially as the 17th president of Southern Utah University. What's on the horizon? There's so much good energy on our campus and our students. We are growing. We are growing again this year, though we have pulled back our growth. SUU has grown 75% over the last eight wow. years. And we have pulled that back a little bit because there's a housing shortage <laughs> in the community. Yeah. Everyone's discovering that Cedar City is a great place and moving in. So we want to be good neighbors and be respectful to the housing and pull back into what our community considers sustainable. Yeah. So we're working on that. We have our goal of growing between 3 to 5%, and we will continue to work with our community on ways that we can engage. Uh, so many great things happening on campus. It's actually fall break after classes today, so you'll see a lot of students studying for their midterms and then headed out of Getting town. Out. Yeah, the exodus <laughs> is happening. Uh, but it's such a great time on campus. As you mentioned, we're celebrating our 125th anniversary, so we're looking back and forward yeah. all at the same time. And we've been able to celebrate that with some big events. We had Condoleezza Rice here as yes. a commencement speaker as part of the 125th. And we had an inauguration. We're holding a number of different events and different historical events and different ways to look forward and set new vision. Yeah, I love that. The ability to get the perspective from the past while applying it uh moving forward is Absolutely. such a critical thing. You've talked about creating a culture. I always say that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, and you're creating this culture of caring and belonging, that connectedness. Yes. Tell me about that. That's an important priority to me. And that's something that I launched at my inauguration, a culture of caring that we talk about. And not only is that inclusion and helping everyone feel valued, I want people who work at SUU and live and are part of our community and our students here on campus to love this place and to yeah. know that it is the best place for them to be. 
I want our students when they come here to not feel like they have left home, but feel like they are home. Yeah. And I want that same feeling for our faculty and staff, whether it's belonging, whether it's being valued, accepted, mm-hmm. engaged, or supported. Any of those fit in the in the culture of belonging, culture of caring. Yeah. What's been the biggest surprise so far? Besides a lot of oh, meetings. <laughs> more meetings than I ever expected. You know what's been really fun to see as the first female president, and this is not something that I expected or aspired to, but as the first female president, to walk down the halls and see how much it means to our young female students and to see that they have a role model that looks and acts like them has been really remarkable. And I wasn't prepared for that. I'm, mm. I'm pretty introverted <laughs> and I tend to just do my thing and not notice, but I, you can't notice the, the amount of female students just yeah. thrilled that there is somebody to role model. Mm. Creating space for that is, is so important. And, uh, and that curiosity that goes with that and right. just wondering what is possible, uh, is so important. As we walked into the Levitt center today, they still had the statue of Martha Hughes cannon, yes. uh, in here as part of that feature and those, uh, those important conversations. Conversations uh, and uh, as the first female leader of of SUU, uh, you've been around a lot of tables and a lot of boardrooms, uh, and you know what it means to not just have a seat at the table, but have a voice at the table. Uh, what do you hope the the female students here at SUU recognize in terms of their voice? You know, I want them to start recognizing their voice and utilizing their voice. I think for a lot of years, I played a role so that I fit in and it served me well, mm-hmm. right? I was, I was safe and I was able to move on up the ladder without threatening anyone. But I also recognized that I played a role and fit very nicely into the culture, which we absolutely should. Yeah. But it's only been the past year in this position where I've started saying, okay, my students have always seen this person you're all going to see this person now. And yeah. they have been, everybody said, where has this person been all your life? Where has this leader been? She's always been right here, but she was afraid to show up to mm. try not to make waves. Yeah. I want our female students to be who they are and be willing to show that and just be willing to work together. Oh, I love that. As a, as a guy with seven sisters, a mother, a wife, three daughters, and two granddaughters. Oh, I love that. See? <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> you have you felt this and you've seen some of this. Uh, it's so important. And, and uh, we've, we've noted on the program before that uh, I think the worst decisions that are ever made in any organization are decisions that are made either by all men or by all women. Uh, and when we value each other's voices and we all come to the table, bring that uniqueness and have right. the confidence to be able to share it, uh, then we get to the best solutions. Right, and we just need to be the best leaders that we are, male or female, and yeah. honor who that is in everybody and come to the best solutions, in my case, for our campus. Yeah. Not for the women or the men, it's just for the campus and to, to propel campus forward. Yeah. And that's always in my head, and I'm being more of a role model than I ever thought I would be, but... It's time. Yeah. Uh, right person, right time, right place. Thank uh, you. President Mindy Benson, 17th president of Southern Utah University. Thanks so much for stopping in on a very busy day here on campus. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. More from Southern Utah University, broadcasting from the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service. Uh, just wrapped up a conversation with President Mindy Benson. Uh, much more to come on Inside Sources. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.